Welcome boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of For the Love of Afrobeats podcast. I'm Anisha Prolaj, the AKA Shopsidu, AKA the Energy God, and I'm joined by... The one and only Mr. Schmooz, AKA producer Damola. Yep. We're here. <laughs> We're definitely here as always. This is where we break down the headlines within the Afropop culture and the world at large. This mm-hmm. is where we share our own opinions and thoughts on what has been your headlines during the week. Yep. What are those headlines, Damola? This week, a bit of a sad, shameful start. Uh, Mm. We'll be talking about the wave of xenophobic attacks uh, happening in South Africa. Shameful. Uh, From there, we'll be talking about the reactions, uh, you know, reactions by our celebrities, reactions by people in Nigeria, people in South Africa, people in Zimbabwe Mm. and other African countries. We'll also be talking about a Zambian DJ as well, who was allegedly, you know, beaten in in Zimbabwe, in Zambia, yep. for playing South African music, and then we'll be talking about the sad passing of a former Zimbabwean leader, mm. president. Uh, we're talking about Robert, Robert Mugabe, Mugabe, who passed on at the age of uh, 95. Yeah, and then from there we'll be going to the UK, where we'll be talking about Tewa Savage's uh, new single release yep. and uh, album listening session. Well, single, single listening session, and then we'll be talking about. An interview that Akon, the American superstar, recently granted, where he laid claims about signing David O'Wiskit, P Square, and Two Face yep. in 2008. Yep. And then finally, we'll be in Ghana, where Afropop sensation or icon, Fancy Gadam, uh, recently revealed that he almost quit music in 2018. Uh, we'll be going into details about that. And these are headlines for this week. Fantastic. So let's pick it up right at the top. What are we starting with? All right, so let's start in South Africa where, you know, a bit of sad, shameful news. In 2019, uh, we had uh, a wave of xenophobic attacks uh, by South Africans, particularly in Pretoria, attacking foreigners, which in this case were predominantly Nigerian. Um, They attacked Nigerian-owned businesses. They attacked Nigerian individuals, lynching them in the streets, burning them, you know, jungle justice so to speak and uh, i mean it, it was happening not just even on a small scale it was on a really large scale and sadly this isn't the first time that it's happened, it's happened. you know this is There's something that's happened over the years zimbabweans you know, zambians angolans consistently over yeah. the years and you know this overall was sad to see what were your initial reactions when you saw the news heartbreaking mm. uh shameful disappointed uh despair anger um huge criticism and not only the south african authorities mm. um initial reaction was also the south african people yeah um initial reaction was the nigerian government yeah um angry at the nigerian celebrities mm-hmm. Uh, and possibly some South African celebrities. It was shameful because anybody who's followed me for the last couple of years or whatever would be the Pan-African journey that I've been on. Mm. Um, How proud of an African that I am um, and how much I have gone above and beyond stretching my arms across the aisle to everybody from Ghana, Angola, Tanzania, South Africa, everybody just so using my platform the platform that i've been blessed with like the beat or yanga factory 78 you know mm. the whole platforms that i've been blessed 
with to really promote the whole South uh, African cause yeah. and to witness our brothers in South Africa mm. treat us mm. with such with lack such lack of respect for human life yeah. and um, just perseverance and determination which led people to emigrate yeah the reason why people travel across the continent and across the world is for a better life you know mm. to try to work hard to earn a living and take mm. care of their families um as honestly as they can mm. um it was heartbreaking for me and you know watching that just set me back like mm. it made me feel like how you know the anger that you feel like why would they black yeah. on black crime, crime yeah. this is self hate we're attacking ourselves here. yeah attacking our own people burning them lynching them in the streets yeah uh, sections of the police forces jubilating Ten, at yep. some of the attacks and then we saw retaliatory attacks, attacks in nigeria, nigeria well. in zambia yeah. where nigerians attacked uh, south african owned businesses you know initially the nigerian students association gave mm. an ultimatum to south african owned mm. businesses is, to yeah. evacuate nigeria <laughs> I felt their pain. Mm. You know, I felt their pain and and I completely understand where that anger and bitterness was coming from. Yeah. Um you know, I saw the reactions of entertainers like Burner Boy yeah. really strongly criticizing AK who yeah. had spoken about well, yeah. the reckless well, yeah. tweets here. Yeah. We're going to go into Yeah, but yeah. one of one of my dis- one of the major disappointments was the reaction of the Nigerian government yeah. and the South African government, government yeah. to this. Um the fact that the Nigerian government continue mm. to prove to its people that their lives are worth nothing. Yeah. In the country and outside, and outside of the country, of the country. Yeah. that's exactly what uh, um, i've been saying as well you know if the fulani headsmen can completely massacre people massacre people at will and and ex um police chiefs can be assassinated without proper investigation <laughs> into their deaths and members of the sars organization <laughs> kidnapping people yeah. and beating people yeah. up in Lagos or killing people the, at will mm. without anything happening we shouldn't have expected any sort of protection yeah uh, when Nigerians outside of Nigeria yeah. were being attacked but again we always as human beings we give each other a little opportunity just to prove us wrong mm. I, i felt the sen- the shameful xenophobic attacks by some sections of the South African community towards other people yeah was a moment for governments like the Nigerian government to really win the hearts of its people, people. yeah you know a Nigerian president or the foreign minister yeah. within the first hour oh. of such an event would have gone on television and said publicly that the life of every Nigerian far and wide is is is, is, is precious to us and yeah. right now people are on the plane going to there South to find Africa. a solution and you take know, action and go there you mm. know show the south african government that you care about your own people, people. demand answers Dema- immediately demand i don't care what what presidential meeting you imagine remember george w bush, bush was yeah. in a meeting when the 9/11 attacks happened he was actually in a school yeah. and they whispered into <laughs> his, his ear yeah, and he left immediately instantly yeah that's And where did he go? Yeah. Went to Ground, ground zero. zero. 
straight when ground zero appeared at ground zero mm. go and show your people that you're there in times of you crisis you feel that and people will forget how terrible your governance has been okay. for six years the mm. lack of electricity security water health mm. but that one moment you yep. win a hundred and eighty million people back yeah millions around the world mm. but as fate would have it mm-hmm. They have become so detached yeah, from, from reality. Reality. Yeah. That they forget that what they look at in the news mm. are actually the stories of real human beings. Yep. Those being burnt on the streets yep. and stoned and hung and shot mm. and butchered to death mm. were not just parts of a new cycle. Yeah. These were members of the family. I was leaving my home mm. and I saw my kids in the backyard just sitting down together, you know, just eating and just talking. And I thought to them, like, how, you know, they, as they, as peaceful as they were, mm. at the back of their mind, knowing that their dad was going out to work yeah. and will be coming home later. Kids in South Africa, they don't have that same peace of mind at that time. It's sad. The same Nigerian kids, brothers and sisters, of my kids mm. that their fathers went to work right. that day yeah. wouldn't have been pitiful. And that alone mm. was enough for me to feel sad. Yeah. Like, how why why do my kids deserve that peace? Yeah, and when, those ones and, and their brothers and sisters in, Again, in South it. Africa don't. Mm. You know, and, and I think that's the one thing. There's no empathy with the Nigerian leaders. Yeah. There's no empathy with some of the South African. I listened to, you know, uh, a news report which yeah. stated that 30%, there's 30% unemployment in South okay. Africa, which has led to growing frustration, and anger, poverty. And bitterness and, and poverty, poverty. Yeah. that has pushed the people mm-hmm. to the angle where they're looking at themselves as now the enemy. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I was saying as well on social media this yeah. week. I said, you know, it's sad to see that poverty has, has been sort of weaponized in yeah. Africa, you yeah. know. Um, like you said, there's unemployment and that has led to poverty. People yeah. are hungry. And then, sadly, some politicians, you know, they whipped, have not they whipped, whipped sentiments, sentiment and rather than accept blame for their bad policies the or incompetence, they say it's the foreigners. foreigners. And, you know, these people don't know any better. It. <laughs> the funny thing is, if you, the sad thing is, if you look at this same line of conversation sure, yeah. let's take it to the united kingdom a couple of years ago well, yeah the story was that foreigners had come to take the jobs, jobs of the yeah. british people the yeah. polish people, people and eastern europeans yeah. had become the poster boys, boys and girls as immigrants coming as to take immigrants jobs. coming to take the jobs hence why the british the economy people. was in a bad state yep. which fueled the brexit, brexit. Yep. campaign yep. and in turn increased yep racist attacks Attacks, within the united kingdom the rise of the uk party (laughs) came came through that yeah if you look at the united states of america yeah sections of the media and the public have criticized the uh, the the president for some of the conversation and the language he's had with the fact talking about foreigners mexicans you know africans and all of a sudden what have you seen there's been a rise Suddenly it's okay to be racist. Suddenly it's okay to. So we've seen examples around the world, but what we haven't seen, or what we 
fail to remember mm. is that you know there's been these tensions yeah. in in South Africa where people at least once every two years mm. these xenophobic attacks just it rise yeah, they sad. attack Zimbabweans they you know we've seen it in the past yeah. one of my closest friends moved back to the United Kingdom from yeah. South Africa as a British born Zimbabwean yeah. who had gone to South Africa for one of the most fantastic jobs out there yeah. eventually within a year decided to turn her oh. back on one of the highest you know paying jobs, jobs of her career yeah. because of the fact that she had never felt that level of you know home. discrimination yeah at home yeah it's Zimbabwe sad. and South Africa are uh, they yeah, share yeah, one border, border. Yeah, yeah. you I know mean, so I, yeah it's, I've had a, a few people tell me as well for example yeah. uh, some Nigerians they say when they go to South Africa they have to claim they're from maybe Kenya yeah. or you know because yeah. there's that we South Africans look at Nigerians like people have come to take our jobs again. I, I believe you that know. I believe that if we're not firm, mm. if we don't speak firmly enough and criticize this firmly enough and fight this evil firmly enough, mm. we will we might eventually face the same fate. Yeah. In Ghana. Yeah. In Kenya. Yeah. Where the rhetoric has started to become the same. Yeah, I mean we Nigerians, have Nigerians a good girl early. Nigerians uh, are coming in to take our jobs. jobs they are the yeah. ones that are stealing, selling mm. drugs. You go to Kenya, it's starting to rise again. Yeah, yeah. Hence why in Kenya, places like Kenya, a Nigerian passport has to take visas to come in. Do you understand yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, if we're not careful, mm. Africa will disintegrate yeah. into a continent where we start pointing fingers mm, at each one other. another blaming Ooh. each other for each other's uh, woes and problems <laughs> yeah. rather than looking at the authority it the is. people in government who are supposed to deliver goods and services, services. and leadership security as well security and leadership yeah someone put it out there and said the leadership if a child mm -hmm. behaves badly or speaks terribly when they go out mm. has terrible language where have they learned it from from whom from the parents from the parents so whatever you see on the streets of South Africa mm. isn't something that they decided to brew in their mm -hmm. minds. It's from it's the leadership. The leadership who yeah. have decided to peddle this narrative yeah. of foreigners coming to take our jobs. We are going to send, send them, them out. out. Yep. We're going to. Yep. That's what has whipped up sentiments. Yeah. And that's why we're where we are today. Yeah, really, really sad. I mean, speaking about rhetoric and, mm. you know, whipping up sentiments yeah. like this um a couple of weeks ago maybe no a, a couple months, of months ago yeah. yeah during the african nations yeah, Cup in july in july when nigeria defeated, defeated south africa yeah at the was in the semi-finals or the yeah. quarterfinals and you know um south african rapper superstar aka uh, went out you know on a tweet rant talking about why it was painful for the south african team to lose to the nigerian Not team nigeria. Why it could Nigeria? Have been anybody it could have been any other person, any other team. Yeah. But Nigerians, why do we always have to lose yeah. to Nigerians yeah. and everything? Yeah. You know. And at the time, we spoke about yes. those um, those tweets yeah. and implications. Yeah. You know, especially based on this history. Yeah. And he had also received some backlash at then time. at that yeah. time. So again, when this wave started again, some attention was brought back to, to those tweets, and then this time around. Nigerian entertainers, Nigerian entertainers YC, YC um, Burner Burner Boy as well going in yeah. you know. 
angry angrily making you know threats to yeah. you know AKA, you know yeah. aka and then we have people like mi step up in defense of aka saying you know he's not he doesn't have haters nigerians he's you know that trying to mediate yeah and people also going for mi as yeah. well saying why are you yeah. doing that and stuff yeah. like that i mean so what would you take on all of this first of all um i was clear at the time when we spoke about aka that mm. i felt that he had love yeah. for nigeria mm. and he had always fought against xenophobic Probably, attacks yeah. in his past his history mm -hmm. has proven to me yeah. that he definitely stands up and speaks up at the right time, time. however yeah. his choice of words were absolutely reckless yeah very um extremely insensitive yeah based on the history uh, of, you know yeah. of, of this whole yeah. temperature and it's you know and just basically just thinking that he should know better yeah. because of the position that he was in. Yeah. Now, having seen what happened this week mm -hmm. and the amount of video content, some of which I shared myself, yeah. that started coming on my phone, on Instagram, where people were being burnt alive and people were shot point yeah. blank. After a couple of hours watching those videos yeah. and you read those tweets again, this, those tweets start to have a completely different meaning to you. Mm. You know, I completely agree that emotions now start to come into play. I was one yeah. of the people that shared a, 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 a flyer that, you know, threatened to boycott all South African, African music, music. Yep. by all DJs in Europe, mm. you know, ready to walk to the South African, African embassy. embassy. You know, yep. the emotions start to rise. Mm. And I can imagine how the likes of Burner Boy and everybody else started to feel. Mm. I see what MI was trying to do. Yeah. Personally, I feel like he was it the timing. The timing was wrong. He mm. was he was trying to do the right thing, mm. be you know a voice of reason, yeah, and stand by his friend who is known he yeah. had known for a couple oh, of years. Yes, yeah. But at that time, we had already lost our minds. Yeah, we were already emotions as emotions were high. We you know even if we wanted to do that, mm. he could have done it privately. Yeah. You could have just hit well, Burner Boy up yeah. privately and just say, listen, Burner, I understand how you feel. Listen, the mm. videos that are coming on my phone is crazy. Yeah. But I can guarantee you that guy didn't mean that. But in some of Burner's tweets, you can see that Burner even went like, yeah, you know, I've known that you've been retarded for quite some time. Yeah. You know, so there possibly well, was some, some history, history well. in there, you know. And then Burner also said he had experiences. Yes, yeah. Of, of this years ago yeah. and threatened never to go to South Africa, Africa again. again. So when you look at his tweets, you mm. see that came from a personal personal place, place mm. that yo, he's had his own experiences. He's mm. you know, he's so MI for me should have taken a back seat and tried to deal with it in a different manner right. rather than going public at a time when our emotions, emotions were boiling. Right. CDQ also went on social media. Yeah. And blasting MI. Yeah. You know, instantly. Everybody was blasting MI. A legend. No, I thought it was like unfair. MI yeah. was put in a position where he became a, almost like a scapegoat. Yeah, he, he, was, he, was, he was meant to look like a seller. Yeah, where everybody yeah. was trying to, you know. And, and people and, were trading MI like, we'll counsel you as well. And to be honest with yeah. you, I got emotional at a point where I said, you know, mm. maybe it was time for us to cancel some of the Nigerian celebrities. 
that because of their South African income mm. had become quiet on this. Mm. If you check your social media, I know mm. some of my good friends who are celebrities who make money from South Africa mm. visit South Africa. Okay. I know yeah, you. Campaign. Yeah, <laughs> none of them posted. Mm. I know you. Mm -hmm. So check yourself. Mm. Not one of them mm. posted. Others who had South African business interests, maybe sponsorships and endorsements, yeah. they posted something very, oh, we are brothers, so let's keep calm. Mm. Is that what you're going to say? Mm. When human beings were burning like dogs? Yeah. Is that how you're going to tell somebody to put the knife down? Mm. Put the gun down? Mm -hmm. Don't attack your brother and sister. Mm -hmm. uh, why don't we just well, be lovers? <laughs> Is that how you will talk? <laughs> then, then you, you see how you try not to inflame. But you still situation. have to be firm. Mm. My belief is, mm. if we are not firm, yeah. we don't attack. Look at Quintiwa. Mm. Why does he have to be left to the women mm. to show you that they really, you know, they, the women. Do you know what she she forfeited money? Yeah. Publicly. Yeah. How many of them have done that? Mm -hmm. Look at the questions Yemi Aladi was asking. She yeah. put a question up. Mm -hmm. What is, is the, the government, government doing? doing? Mm. The women. They didn't care. You know why? Mm. Because they are women. Yeah. Hence why it's time for us to have female leaders. Yes, yeah. Proper woman president in Nigeria. I agree. Somebody <laughs> that's going to look in the public's eye yeah. and see a child that hasn't eaten and say, why has, has this, this child, child not, not eaten? eaten? Yeah. That's what we want. Mm -hmm. We don't want none of these men mm -hmm. who are thinking about their own the pockets, pockets, coming out with some foolish statements mm -hmm. on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> oh, uh, maybe one love. One love? Oh. <laughs> if that was your family member that was burning in the streets, being falling from pillar to post in flames, mm. brother, mm. is that how you respond? No. You know, so a lot of Nigerians need to look at themselves. Yeah. We 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 worship money. Yeah. And care nothing about people. Yes. Selfish individuals who I felt very, very emotional. I was like, yo. Is it time to take the Congolese route where we deal yeah. with these guys like the combatants did? Yeah. <laughs> where let's 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 call a spade a spade. If it wasn't for the fact that the combatants decided to stop Congolese artists and performers performing internationally for yeah. over 15 years, mm. that's one of the reasons the Nigerian music industry grew became a monster yeah because everybody from kofi olomide to fali pupa was restricted in performing internationally mm. they couldn't perform in the uk in europe mm. in france in america nothing, nothing. Mm. because this group of people from congo mm. who were a mixture of lawyers doctors engineers mm. socially conscious people had said if you guys can befriend the government yeah turn a blind eye to what was happening to your brothers and sisters on the streets take money from top officials, mm -hmm. then you don't have the right to perform and entertain us outside of Congo. Yep. That was it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's time for us. Because I'm looking at some of my celebrity guys like you mm -hmm. and you too. You keep quiet. Mm -hmm. At this time, yep. visit South Africa, <laughs> eating and drinking. Yep. You, you that you're making money all over South, South Africa. Africa. It's someone yeah. like you that actually should be talking mm -hmm. because you have a relationship with them. Yeah. 
Now let's talk about the organizations, mm. the MTNs of this world, yeah. who should fire their image consultants mm. and PR officials yeah. and look closely at the ambassadors. Yeah. The ambassadors, if not fired, mm -hmm. should their contract should be reviewed Good. because these are the moments where you step up Talk and about. earn your money. Yep. The instantly when something starts to happen, happen yeah. you hit up the organization and say, yo, we need to put a statement out right now. Yep. Let the people know. Yep. That although you are a South African organization, mm -hmm. you care about not only everybody, you care about the people. Yep. You have done business with Nigeria, making yep. billions every year. And it, it, it gives you shame to see that the same people you serve in Nigeria are being mm. attacked by your own people, people. back home. Yep. Let us feel like you care about us. Mm. Even if the organization didn't think about it, the PR department didn't think about it, the marketing department didn't think, didn't think about, about it. it. What were the ambassadors doing? Yeah, true. They just want to pick up money when it's time to earn. True. Go around performing <laughs> around the year. Everybody looking good, mm -hmm. but nobody wants to talk. True. Again, tip my heart out. Shout out Quintiwa Savage. Mm. Put the money. She, yeah, she, I ain't performing. For those that don't know what you're talking about, um, Tiwa Savage turned down a performance yeah, in with South uh, Africa. one of the biggest. Uh, she was supposed cable to perform at the multi-choice yeah. concerts in South Africa. Multi-choice is tens of thousands of dollars. The uh, cable platform, platform in, Africa. in Africa. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she had to turn that down because of the recent. Yeah, she couldn't hold attacks. it. No more. Yeah, um, uh, South African group as well, uh, Mafikizolo, yeah. as well, also cancelled the performance in Zem Zambia this week. Or Zambia okay. this weekend because of uh, this wave of attacks. Speaking yeah. about uh, South African companies, yeah. like you mentioned, uh, we saw retaliatory attacks in Nigeria where yeah. Nigerian youths, some misguided Nigerian youths, yeah. started attacking South African businesses like ShopRite. MTN burning yeah. down yeah. their offices, yeah. you know, and some of them now took the opportunity to start looting yeah. uh, nearby we know businesses. We know story, you know, man. I mean, just to summary, what's your thought? What's your take on I that? I think that's shameful. I mm. think uh, one of the statements I pull up is that when a government, when a people lack leadership, mm. it's people mm. turn into chaos. Yeah. And that's what we saw. Yeah. Where nobody showed any signs of leadership, where mm. somebody should have come out to speak. Mm -hmm. put out their actions to show that they're doing something to at least allay the fears of people. Mm -hmm. They just left it to the street dogs and the doubts yeah. to decide what they were going to do. do. Attack a, a jeep on the streets, streets pull down yeah, the white people, people in there yeah. and start physically assaulting okay, in no. Nigeria. <laughs> I mean, it's shameful. It, it was like Africa was just going into a yeah, mad, mad frenzy But the Nigerian week. government needs to take a close look at themselves and yeah. every member of the government just Search your heart, yeah. search your soul, man. Yeah. You know, and the celebrities, money is not everything. Yeah, most definitely. Money is not everything. Most definitely. Stand up for something. Yeah. Uh, before yeah. we go, uh, there was also reports of a Zambian DJ mm -hmm. who was um, beaten up <laughs> for playing South African music in the nightclub. Emotions of course, are high. Yeah, emotions are high. You know. Emotions are high. We just but, need to. We need. We need calm heads. Yeah. Again, I was emotional as well. Yeah. We need calm heads. Um. You know. In the midst of that story, mm. a young South African teenage girl was raped and murdered. Mm. One of the biggest stories across Africa, particularly in South Africa, Africa yeah. the rape 
and the murder of young women women yeah, in general that, that, at the moment that's referred yeah. to as the femicide wave in south africa as well so is, that happened yeah, just a couple week, of days ago yeah, she's a is, university student who had gone to the post office to receive a parcel yeah. and she was murdered by the post office attendant mm -hmm. who then went Rape ahead her. to rape her mm -hmm. and dump her body somewhere mm -hmm. and we couldn't talk about oh, that, that atrocity, atrocity. Yeah. because we we're busy dealing with us hating, hating each, each other. other sad sad really sad really sad we need to do better yeah. as individuals yeah. as a family as a yeah. community and as a continent absolutely yeah uh let's move on yeah to zimbabwe where former zimbabwean president and leader and uh, founding father founding father robert mugabe died at the age of 95 yeah. uh, on friday yep. the 6th of september yep. 2018 uh, 2019 uh robert mugabe long-serving president uh, i think he served for at least 30, 30, years, 30 years till he was overthrown by the years. military yeah. and then replaced with uh one of the Munanga, guys was Munanga, 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 yeah. i can't remember crocodile, the crocodile that's his uh nickname, nickname. <laughs> you know i mean so i mean this is one where you were talking about yeah. before we came on podcast yeah. it's a difficult one for a lot of people because number me one, included robert mugabe was celebrated across africa yeah. as an a independence as a pan-africanist yeah as an independence fighter fought for the independence of Zimbabwe from the colonial masters yep. you know and then ran for the office of president yep. and then i mean his story is quite similar to um, nelson mandela's yes. story in, the, in terms of the independence struggle yep. getting exiled Eventually and then coming back it. and becoming president but then along the line we saw the corruption of power where you know he started to perpetuate himself in power consistently running for office winning elections winning elections eliminating, eliminating the opposition, opposition imprisoning people um, taking back the well seizing lands from whites Zimbabweans white Zimbabweans and know, giving it tanking, to yeah. <laughs> tanking the economy you know it's you know and I was telling you about the obituary that was written by one of the newspapers I think yeah. it was the Guardian that says uh, Zimbabwe um, Robert Mugabe was a hero who fought for his country's independence but his tenure ended up in corruption yeah. Uh, tyranny yep. and incompetence absolutely so i mean what's for what? me i think that that sums it all perfectly one yeah. of the reasons why i've been torn in even trying to share an image mm. of um robert mugabe is because I, I i i i didn't i couldn't find myself writing something i didn't know what to write because mm. every time i wanted to write something positive I thought about those who had been oppressed. I mm. thought about the economy that attacked, those who had been imprisoned, opposition who had been battered and bruised, mm. uh, presidential aspirants who had been uh, were, harassed, uh, harassed assassination attempts assaulted, on them. Yeah. You know, people who had found it, the, the the price of loaf of a loaf of bread, bread that ran into millions. Yep. You know, I I think about All both about. parts yeah. every time I think about Robert Mugabe. Yes, an incredible African who had a dream about Pan-Africa, okay, yeah. who fought for independence for his people mm -hmm. and the African people in general, yeah. who stood shoulder to shoulder yeah. with, you know, the against colonial the masters yeah. against the oppressors. Ironically, you know, he then became an oppressor. <laughs> that is where it's, the problem is. And yeah. I think he's also an example 
of uh, leadership eventually um you know mm. dr- being drunk with power mm-hmm. and leadership going wrong that he eventually had to be coup d'etat yeah. out of office, office yeah. even though they left him peacefully to, in a, and and they decided not to embarrass him, him further i mean he was already an old man anyway. yeah, however we know yeah. what they did, did it, yeah, was it, coup, did. it was a coup but they fi- they refused to call it a coup cool. because the international community would have would come not, hard yeah. Yeah, come down hard it. on yeah. them with sanctions so and also transition they, they call it transition transition but again took over Ex- and then, and then the handed over yeah and then the chosen guy won the won election, the election <laughs> you know. but however an african icon has passed yeah and um should be looked at even though there were huge negatives yeah to his tenure as the president but i think the positives should also be looked at closely yeah the fight he fought yeah uh eventually his fight will eventually come good when they have the proper leaders in place most definitely mm. um well our condolences to his family yeah. and uh, his loved ones yeah um, and also we sympathize with people of zimbabwe <laughs> i'm not sure if they would accept that one but <laughs> you know a life has been lost absolutely so we, we do wish a him. long life, life has been lost 95 wish him a yeah peaceful rest all right let's move on in the uk Nigerian Afro pop queen Tiwa Savage uh, finally <laughs> released her long or highly anticipated single yeah. for the year. I think this is her first single of first 2019. First single of 2019 uh, since she signed to Universal Records. Yep, and the song is titled 4999, yep. which references uh, a line from Falakuti's uh, Shuffering and Smiling song 49 City, uh, 99 Standing. Yep. Um, the song prior to its release was you know heavily teased by Tiwa and then there was a listening session at YouTube's or well Google's YouTube space in London uh, which you hosted the event humbly well and the event was attended well attended by the African community influencers and media Um, let's talk about the listening session first and then we talk about the song and the music video yeah well, the listening session was a fantastic one. It was yeah. an in-conversation with Tiwa Savage, yep. which um, before we went into the room, yeah. I had a conversation with Tiwa's management. Shout-outs to Vanessa. Yep. Um, Shout-outs to Tiwa. Everybody in the camp, mm-hmm. I had a conversation with with Vanessa. And yep. they were like, and Tiwa was like, it was pretty much any question I felt the need to ask. Yep. You know, she was comfortable with everything and she was going to answer any questions. Yep. So instantly I knew there was no point writing down any questions. Let's have a sit down. This is a family thing. Mm. Number one, we were there to promote a, a single, celebrate yeah. an African queen, uh, an icon yep. um, uh, in, in, in that beautiful organization at the youtube space it was well decorated um the you know the whole event was well it was just well catered for you know the the drinks flowing we had jollof rice that tiwa savage was not even sure of tiwa (laughs) (laughs) you know she's a funny trust me she was like no i gotta taste this jollof rice (laughs) when we're having the 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 youtube space and i was and we were talking about thanking everybody you Mm -hmm. know for the food the drinks and and i said it's jollof rice she said it has to be Ghana Jollof. Oh, people in there. The guy yeah, said, no. Yeah. But you know, that that was the spirit mm-hmm. of the night. It was 
it was just a fantastic evening yeah and to sit down with her and talk about her journey mm. from starting music from back home in nigeria to the united kingdom mm. having two degrees going to la writing for the likes of fantasia yeah. getting grammy nominated backing vocals on whitney houston's mm. album working with george michael mary j blige mm. you know we touched everything, everything. and yep. she was again you know um she was just another sign of at at heart mm. she is just an other musician yeah you know she has the same thoughts and aspirations wants everything to be successful yeah but with the success that she's had and the position that she's in yeah she realizes that her voice has gone beyond mm. just music hence the the reason why 4999 became the title of the record okay. apparently it was supposed to be a different title mm. but because of the message that was being pushed through that record mm. even though she wanted to get us to dance you know mm. Versace, Bugatti, mm. she still decided to find a way mm. to you know to add a title to make us think, think you yeah. know remember every time we hear the record we're going to remember yeah. 4999 yeah. and yeah. what that means yep. celebrating the afrobeat icon in felakuti mm. and also sending a socially conscious message, message out there yep. through her pop so, record yeah fantastic and i thought yep. that was brilliant co-written by olamide bado and produced by feels mr He's producer, producer yep. video director was meji alabi yep. incredible very, very, very incredible video very artistic video as well lots of symbolism amazing the, you and, know, and if you and haven't seen it go check it you out you have to and she broke it down as well mm. she she took the time to break everything down she took questions from the audience mm. and she didn't shy away from any question which was another moment where you know it was another teachable moment for me because here here is you know she wouldn't like you calling her a legend anyway because mm. she feels like when you say legend it's mm. almost like you're packing them off yeah but here is a a, a an icon an yeah. african icon, icon yeah uh, who is willing to face the questions mm. head on and and talk about things that people want to know yeah especially at the point where she's promoting a project and she really doesn't have to talk about those yep. things you know i thought that was fantastic and then you know they asked her there was a question that was like which female artist is she looking to collaborate with and who is she listening to shout out everybody from Becca. she even mentioned some uk cats as well she went into a list she knows her stuff she's listening to people she understands you know what do we want from our celebrities we want them to be in touch with the fans mm. to be in tune with society mm. and what i got from that conversation was that one yes she's completely talented she's incredible what she does yeah but she's also in tune with the entire, entire scene. scene she's paying scene. attention to what's happening in the scene again and that's what we want a win for me yeah. and a win for tiwa savage and a win for her camp you yeah. know really really deserves a shout out yeah a huge huge moment for us yeah most definitely man big shout outs to tiwa savage yeah um and then you know she took a step further this week i saw her that she sort of shared or promoted uh, yemi alade's new album as well which was a surprise to most of us listen um you know. I, I i sent a message to her when i saw that i yeah. said that's why i call you queen mm-hmm. and that message was personal mm. Because when I refer to them as queens, I'm not only just talking to them as being women, yeah. but I'm talking to them as being leaders. Yes, yeah. Because those moments, those little things, mm. 
are what you expect of leaders. Yes, yes there's been so much said in the public. Oh, they are every time the, the media, we in the media try to pit them against each other. Oh, this one's coming for that one. Ah, oh, that one's song is not good enough. Oh, Tiwa Savage is gone to have a baby. Maybe she's yeah. retiring. Oh, Tenny's coming. Oh, whiskey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me a lot. But what she did there mm. was to show every single person how to roll. Yeah. We saw it with Whiskey and David Doe. Yeah. And Tiwa Savage sent me a message and said, nah. Yemi Alade has worked extremely hard. Mm -hmm. Nobody can say nothing. Mm -hmm. That girl's worked extremely hard. Guess what mm -hmm. Yemi Alade thinks? Mm -hmm. Tiwa Savage is a freaking icon. Mm -hmm. Who goes from having a baby yeah. back to work yeah. even hotter than, than she was before, before the she had that because one year off? Yeah. One of the reasons why people ask me, like, how, am I, how do I manage to kind of keep these relationships? I say, first of all, one thing that all of them know is that I have respect for each one mm -hmm. of them yep. individually. I have personal relationships with each, each one of them mm -hmm. individually. And the one I always treat that relationship, especially the women's situation, as I treat it in the same breath as the right to choose when yeah. it comes to abortion <laughs> yeah you only if you're a woman mm. do you have a right to be in that, that conversation, conversation yeah. do you know why only yemi alade knows how tiwa savage will feel when people criticize her for being a woman mm, yeah. for being small yeah. or skinny or dark-skinned only tiwa savage will know mm. how yemi feels when they say oh she's too big she's yeah. too african yeah. she's too this she, she's the, not African enough. She's not been an African woman. Only those women mm. know how it feels yeah. to say, oh, who is, he, who is she dating now? Yeah. She was dating that boyfriend yeah. before. Yeah. Now she's dating this boyfriend. Yep. Yep. Only yep. they know. Yep. I ain't going to know how that feels. Of course. Anybody ain't going to criticize me whether I'm too African no, or too not. small or too nobody, big. Nobody, nobody how many cares. girlfriends I've had. <laughs> or I've not, even if you want to know, nobody, nobody cares. cares. Yep. But they know that. And they mm. understand that. Yeah. So I've always felt like eventually mm -hmm. these women will get where they, they're well, supposed to be they, because yeah. they they are the only ones that can feel, feel each other's pain. Yeah, big shout outs again, big, big shout outs to Tiwa Savage and big, you big know shout all, out the, all of them. Man. Absolutely. Big stuff, big stuff. All right, let's quickly go to the United States of America yeah. where American superstar of is it Senegalese heritage? Yeah, Akon. Akon. Uh, Convict music. Yep. I mean, we are, you most definitely know Akon. Yeah. If you don't know Akon, you're too young to be watching this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, Akon was in an interview on the Breakfast Club, uh, and during the interview, you know, he was asked about his thoughts on, you know, the Afrobeat wave and yeah. things like that. And then he revealed that he had signed uh, Whiskey, David yeah. O, Pace Square, yeah. and Two Face. Yeah, said Two Face in the past. Know, yeah, in, in 2008. Yeah, and um, you know when they asked him like, okay, if you did sign them, what happened? He then said things contracts like, contracts didn't mean nothing. Ca in, ca in contracts Niger are in not Africa. honored in Nigeria. Yeah. You know, he said, you know, and this was interesting to hear. You know? <laughs> and and to be fair, like you <laughs> said, this is not the first time we're hearing this type of story. Yeah. I remember back in 2000, I think it was 2010. Yeah, at the time when Whiskey was still in 
EME Empire yeah. Mates yeah. Entertainment, yeah. which is was owned by Banky, Banky. W. Yeah. And then we had that news that Akon had signed Whiskey yeah. and yeah. there was some sort of convict EME yeah. thing going yeah. on and he was coming to Nigeria a lot. Yeah. You know, and I think that was the time he also released the song with P Square, yeah. Chop, Chop My Money, Money remix, yeah. which featured Mr. Mady. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, at the time we heard that all that news, yeah. but we never saw anything of yeah. it. So, I mean, what's your take on this? First of all, when I saw the interview, obviously, I posted that up. I was like, hey, <laughs> But then I thought about it again. I remember one interview we had with Wizkid at the airport at Factory 78. Shout out DJ Lowry. Mm. And that day, we had to wait for a couple of hours before he got back. Yeah. And it turned out that he had just gone to meet up with Banky W. Yeah. And Akon on the day. Yeah. Um, and the story was that EME and Akon mm. were going into a joint venture yeah. to try to take Whiskey International. National, yeah. Akon was bringing his superstardom at the time yeah. um, and connecting with EME yeah. and using that as platform. a platform. And Whiskey was to, a new kid on the block. Exactly. Who was doing extremely well, well had the yeah. potentials to do the Justin Bieber thing. thing. You yeah. have to understand. Yeah. So, um, I think that relationship was definitely happening. However, it also came at a time when Whiskey was also looking to leave the label. Was also looking to exit. Yeah. You know, so I, I think all of that politicking and everything mm. didn't make that materialize. Mm. Um, and then second of all, I remember Davido speaking to us back then about having an informal relationship with Acorn, yeah. not nothing contractual. Yeah, I mean, Acorn himself like said a, it was a handshake. Yeah, agreement, they had which like to an me informal, doesn't mean you signed a contract. No, no, no. Acorn, was definitely telling one or two, or two white polo polo. Some white. He was telling one or two of polo polo. Some spices were on that story. <laughs> one or two of polo polo. But, but yeah. he was definitely he had an inform he had a good relationship with David. Yeah had a great relationship with P-Square yeah. and Two-Face. Yeah. And what I felt he was trying to do at the time was almost, number one, advise them in yeah. how to break internationally, and two, present his platform as the, as the vehicle yeah. to take them yeah. international. Yeah. However, yes, contracts in Nigeria do not hold water. Yeah. And how many times I mean, have we I mean, seen I that? I mean, we shouldn't say they don't hold water, but our artists don't... Should we say the people don't respect but the laws are not that, enforced? No, no, no. The laws are enforced. The, the, Those contracts yeah. as well. Yeah. Are, how many artists have we seen walk out of their contracts Yo, and go to the Lagos? A yeah. lot that of the A-list artists and some of the up and so coming artists. Respected. Not they're, they're not respected. Yes. That's what he meant. Yeah, you know, it means nothing. Yeah. As far as he's concerned, as yeah. an American, you go pen to paper, you're yeah. locked in until the legal system the, says the, so otherwise, otherwise. Yeah. but in nigeria bruv man's gonna be doing my own business if you don't let yeah. me go yeah. i'm gonna true. do my own song go. True, true, true. so i think with that statement he definitely hit you know the nail on the head yeah however his earlier statements of signing those superstars are the ones that we need to put under a big microscope <laughs> one or yeah. two polo polo yeah, to be fair when he said that and then later in the same interview he said it was a handshake agreement yeah, i was on, like come bro. on bro come what are you on, talking bro. about uh, especially from an african <laughs> all right then he's telling one or two polo polo all right then we put you under the microscope man you're no g but still i mean <laughs> don't let us do this <laughs> all right finally let's go down to ghana where uh, Afrobeat sensation, Afrobeat star 
uh, Fancy Gadam mm. uh, revealed that he almost quit music in 2018, um, saying 2018 was a difficult year for him because, you know, um, he lost four fans who were on their way to his concert and they got involved in a car accident. And to him, you know, them losing their lives on their way to see him made him feel guilty and responsible, you know, and that made him want to quit music. But, you know, now he's coming back. Um, I mean, I know you're a big fan of Fancy Garden. Absolutely. I heard of Fancy Garden from you. Absolutely. So, I mean, what's your take on this? I wanted to actually say, now that explains mm-hmm. the, 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 silence. The, the silence. The period of silence. Because Fancy Garden had been built to be one of the biggest artists coming out of Africa. Remember, mm-hmm. as of 2017, mm-hmm. Fancy Garden was doing 28,000 capacity yeah. stadiums in Ghana. Yeah, yeah. And he does a big concert. Every, every time so he had he was on the right trajectory he was about to become one of the fastest rising stars from africa yeah let alone ghana and all of a sudden 2018 comes mm. when we're expecting him to have this huge Explosion. splash yeah and there's a little bit of a silence yeah but again, because the music scene is so fast-paced, and we didn't feel it. We didn't feel and it we because we're, lo- it, yeah. we're looking at others. So yeah. when he goes back to saying this, I'm thinking, aha, that's it. Mm. Now, this brings us to a very serious issue, which is depression within the entertainment industry. industry. Yeah. I mean, we spoke about this when we lost Double HP. Yes. And we dissected it. Absolutely. Yeah. In recent times, I've been on, you know, I've been in conversations with, you know, huge celebrities mm. from Africa and entertainers, musicians who are battling this terrible disease yeah. and you know i think one the, the aspect now that really needs to be looked at is how we can improve the mental health mm. not only of the africans but people within the entertainment space yeah. because for now the entertainment industry in africa and entertainers have become the voices that people listen to mm. because the government continue to fail them yeah. so when we look at these voices and then eventually find some of them you know taking their own lives and going through these dark times of over 12 14 15 months we need to really look at a way to address it where we need to support people get the necessary help Help within the industry to come in there and advise us on how to deal deal with with these dark times to get us out of it because you know fancy Gadam, that's almost 20 months of silence yep that's that must time. have been a hell of a dark time. It's a long time. Oh my It's a long God. time. It's a long time. <laughs> you know, so that explains it. Um, I hope I am re- happy that he could t- come out and talk, talk about, about it. it yep. I really hope that he's he's getting the right type of help oh, to yep. deal with this. Yep. And you know, the game is stronger. Yeah. With a fancy gather I mean, in it. I mean, uh, I'm speaking of a stronger game um fancy gadam has got a new album coming out he is talking about the new album uh, he says the album features the likes of Percy arthur uh stone boy kofi kanata and pata ranking so strong you know this is supposed to be his good big comeback to the scene so i mean yeah like and the said, collaborators on there look like it's going to be a big comeback yeah, too definitely, definitely we're looking forward to big concerts so, again yeah, that should be a good one that should absolutely. be a good one for him most definitely and on that note we've come to the end of episode 46 yep. of for the love of afrobeats podcast uh before we go as usual what are your songs of the week 49 cent 99 standing up yep. the yep. bang bang, bang. bang. <laughs> 
simple. Yep. Yep. Tiwa Savage 49.99. Yeah. It doesn't get better than that. I mean, that has to be mine as well. <laughs> you know, I was gonna go for that. So. <laughs> Mad. Yeah. So we'll that's give, it. We'll give it to Quintilla. Then. We'll give it to Quintilla for this week yep. of a Love of Afrobeats yep. podcast. Again, yep. catch us same time, same place across all platforms, especially Yanga TV. Was good. Make sure you always follow us across our social media as well. Until then, it's peace. We out. We out. Cheers.